I think when you find out what happened to DeAndre Hopkins, and we're going to get right into that in a few seconds, I think this makes the move for Marquise Brown even more impactful. I think the biggest winner here, Zach, and feel free to disagree and come at my take. I think the biggest winner of this Marquise Brown deal, where you could talk about all the parties who could have won and benefited from this deal, I think it's more so Marquise Brown. He is the winner of this deal. And now with this Hopkins news, maybe I leave Marquise Brown and say the Cardinals are the biggest winner of this deal because now they got a wide receiver that they need. I mean, they needed another wide receiver, in my honest opinion, even with D-Hop. Now that D-Hop is suspended for six games, they needed a guy like Marquise Brown, a guy that is meant to be the number two. You said you see him as a top two at best. I do too. I never thought he was the number one. Clearly he was the number one on the Ravens. Now he can go here and be that number two once D-Hop comes back. And I think Kyler Murray, he got that guy. It's the same sort of system that he ran in Oklahoma where he put up them numbers. Same quarterback, same philosophy. Now he comes there in the Cliff Kingsbury-led system. I think that makes that move even more impactful. Zach, I'm going to give you uh, some time to respond to that and we can get into our uh, real question that we have here on the table speaking about D-Hop. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like when the Cardinals and the Texans made that trade for Hopkins, the, it was universally praised. And of course, when you look at the trade on paper, you know, the Cardinals gave up a David Johnson with a pretty big contract along with only a second round pick to get at the time, DeAndre Hopkins was one of the best wide receivers in football, but it's crazy. Like things really change quickly in the NFL because you look at it now, DeAndre Hopkins is still a really good player, but he's having some trouble staying healthy. This suspension happens. And it's got to be really frustrating if you're the Cardinals because the last year you really saw what happened as soon as he went off the field and started missing games. Their season really started to fall out of control. The only thing about, about Marquise Brown I'll say is this, man. Like, I still don't think he was worth giving up a number one pick, a first-round pick. If you're willing to give up a, the 23rd overall pick, like, I think you could have gotten a better wide receiver than Hollywood Brown. Like, and I think they made this move because he's Kyler Murray's former college teammate. And, like, I get it. That's fine. But, honestly, like, if I'm the Cardinals and I'm trying to figure out, like, is Kyler Murray really worth a $40 million contract? Like, I want to see him turn Rondell Moore, the kid they drafted in the second round from Purdue. Like, he showed some nice flashes last year. I want to see them turn him – or Kyler turn him into a really good player. And that's – like, it's on, it's on the quarterback now, man. Like, Hollywood Brown, I think it's a – right? Like, I think he'll make a somewhat of an impact next year. I still think they gave up way too much. But now, like, it's all on Kyler Murray, man. Like, if you, it's year four now. If you really want to prove that you're a $40 million quarterback, go out there, stay on the field for a full season, consistent production, and win a playoff game or two. Because, you know, I think there are a lot of weird things going on with this Cardinal organization right now. They committed to Cliff Kingsbury. They won't pay Kyler Murray, but weirdly enough, it seems like deep down, like the Cardinals really want to make it work, but they know that Kyler hasn't shown enough to pay him yet. So they're trying to improve the situation for him. But like, I, honestly, like they're doing a lot of stuff. And like, I don't know, man, I just feel some weird vibes around this Cardinal team. Like, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Cliff Kingsbury coach teams. And like, I don't know, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on for me right now. Hopkins getting suspended certainly doesn't help. And uh, yeah, man, like, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I love this topic, bro. I, I, I love it because I can see this being another debatable topic, even though there's some parts of what you said that's not wrong at all. I mean, the Cardinals have a lot of questions. Who are we kidding here going into this year? So to move on to the topic 
and we can uh, I could obviously touch base on that last statement. The call knows DeAndre Hopkins is suspended six games for violating the NFL's PED policy. Can the call know survive D Hop's absence? And as I'm answering the question and responding at the same time about what you said, when we talk about Kyler Murray and him being one of the quarterbacks that has the most to prove this upcoming season, which he does. Nobody's denying that or underestimating that. I just find it a little bit hard for me to believe that you don't believe in Kyler, but you believe in Cliff because that's the same guy. No, not, can I just say something? Not, not you. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Saying, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. talking about the organization. I find it hard for me to believe that the organization believes in Cliff to give him an extension through the year 2027, but do not believe in Kyla. Like, I could understand not believing in Kyla, but I could also understand not believing in Cliff. This is the same guy. A lot of people give Kyla Murray flag for how he handled the offseason. But this was the same guy, the coach, that has the same agent who, when Oklahoma got a job opening, they threw his name out there. You're the one that brought that up to me, Zach, about how when they had the job opening for Oklahoma that Cliff Kingsbury threw his name out there. You shouldn't be throwing your name out there in the middle of a playoff you know, um, series when you are struggling. So it's not like he did anything good on his end, but yet they gave him the bag. And I think that's kind of a slight disrespect to Kyler, even though we can agree that Kyler has not shown us that he's worth that money as of yet. I just think it's not fair that you have the coach acting like a player is something a player would do, and he gets rewarded for that, where he had some questionable calls coaching in the playoffs by not running the football, as I alluded to, and yet we here with this Kyler Murray situation. So that's my little take on that. Yeah, can I say something about that? I have a, yeah, so Steve Kime is the Cardinals general manager, obviously the guy that made that decision. And keep in mind, like this is the same guy that drafted Josh Rosen. This is the same guy that uh, hired Steve Wilkes and let him go for one year. And I agree with you in the sense that like, yeah, it was a little confusing for the Cardinals to just fully commit to Cliff after a couple really good seasons. But clearly, like, there's something going on in that building that we don't know about. Like, I know Cliff doesn't like we don't agree with his football philosophies. And that hasn't necessarily translated to wins. But maybe for all we know, within that organization, like the way he leads, the he's gotten them to a playoffs. Um, they just believe in him as the guy to be the head coach long term. And and you know, they're like we're not in that building. Like we don't know. What I'm saying is off the field. Like I've seen from these acts from Kyler Murray, in, including his on the field play, which I like has declined over the course of the last, like as the season's gone on. Like. From everything I've heard, from everything I've seen, like I don't believe in paying Kyler either, and and the Cardinals agree with me. Like they're they're not doing it yet, so I think they want to pay him. They're trying their best to put him in the best position to succeed. Like they took him number one overall in the draft. They obviously want this to work, but I think deep down they know that he has to prove more because they don't want to make the mistake of giving him the big contract and it not working out. I think, and this is my honest opinion i don't have anything factual to back this up or inside or outside source but i think players like playing for cliff kingsbury because they like their stats i think when you look at cliff kingsbury and his offense guys eat the number three option could put up more than the number one option on the ravens you know what i'm saying like honestly the number three option on the Cardinals as a wide receiver can throw more numbers on their stat sheet compared to the number one option 
on the Ravens, a team that's philosophy is run the football. We have to remember what we're dealing with a lot of the times. We're dealing with the most evil position in sports, wide receivers. That's why you hear guys like Des Bryant on an interview. I would love to play for the Cardinals. Guy ain't going to be a number three. Or the damn show number two or number one, he went to the Ravens, ironically. Didn't do nothing over there. But yet, Marquise Brown wants to leave the Ravens and go, we're here. Say, I want to play with Kyler. And Des Bryant wants to do the same thing. I think guys fall in love with the numbers. I'm not saying that Cliff Kingsbury is a better coach than John Harbaugh. Nah, I ain't going there. But spoiled guys like stats, especially wide receivers. And I think that's why, you know, he gets the approval from his locker room. Because they allowed them to pretty much run the show and, and get numbers. So I, that's what I think it is. And I could be wrong. But to answer this D-Hop question, it's hard for me to say if I do believe they can survive. But I, I'm going to go out and let me say yes. The reason why I think they can survive in the absence, and obviously these stats can shut me up right now in my tracks. I think it's because Kyler Murray has a lot to prove, as we talked about for the last five minutes. He has a lot to prove. If he wants to be worthy of this contract, this is the best sequence of events for him to transpire. You went out your number one guy, D-Hop, that's out for six games. If there's anything that can show us you made it that stuff and you worked that bag, then guess what? Keep this team afloat until D-Hop comes back, get us to the playoffs, and then there's a pile of cash waiting for you at your door, at your locker room. I think right now he has a lot to prove, and the chips fell where it's like, all right, now we're going to see what Kyler Murray is really made of. Diversity, adversity, hit him right at his doorstep week one. Normally, that adversity hits the Cardinals later on in the season. That's where they back cheats get tight a little bit, and they get tight, and, and, and they're just erratic and, and just terrible. Now, that adversity is, is now. It's week one. Let's see how they react to it. I think Marquise Brown can fill in those voids. Rondell Moore, as you alluded to, I think the guy could be a, a star in this league, get the ball out to him. You still got Zach Ertz that I think can put up some numbers, run the football more, please, and then let's see what they can do. I think they can survive without D-Hop until D-Hop comes back. So here's the thing that worries me with that theory, right? I understand why the two of us are going into this season with the belief that Kyler Murray has a lot to prove. And I think we, we, we're on the same page because we know the Cardinals, they're not really like, they, they agree with us. They think he needs to prove a little more, but based on Kyler's actions this offseason, like, I think Kyler already thinks he has deserved to be paid. And based on his history, based on his track record of dealing with adversity, like, I don't have confidence in him going into this season and approaching this adversity and getting through it. Like, there is nothing based on his history to give me confidence that he is going to do that. And I think when you look at it, like, yeah, Hopkins getting suspended right off the bat, like, they could, we could say, like, oh, you know, Kyler uh, struggled the last six games last season without Hopkins, and he has to prove that on the field he could play better. Like, how do we know that that's his mindset? Because his agent is out here releasing statements saying he should, he's not uh, playing unless he's getting paid, you know, $35 million. Like, there is nothing about Kyler Murray's actions off the field this offseason that has made me any more confident to think that he's going to approach this any differently than really any other time in his career that he has dealt with adversity because he thinks already he's worthy of the contract. So kind of like how you think with Lamar Jackson, like that's kind of how I'm feeling about this situation. I've never seen Kyler deal with adversity properly before, and, and I'm going to need to see that. And especially based on the way uh, he played without Hopkins last season, like that's a problem. And, I don't, and quite frankly, like I don't think Hollywood Brown is good enough to, to, to carry this Cardinal offense, even in that system. So like I'm, I'm having my doubts. 
I mean, that's fair. You know, look, Marquise Brown is a guy that can play inside, outside. You know, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a guy that can bring out his potential and at least give him some numbers that pop out. This is the same guy that was top 10 in receptions on the Ravens, and that's not even a pass-heavy offense. I think in a pass-heavy offense, especially once D-Hop comes back. So I believe when D-Hop comes back, that's when we'll see Marquise Brown be who he should be, which is a solid number two option. And that's when I think the Cardinals, hopefully, if they're able to weather that storm in time for D-Hop to return, they can be able to do some damage. But I think we all can agree, even if Kyler Murray don't feel the same way, that Kyler Murray has a lot to prove going into the season. Let's see if he proves it. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Do you dig? Do you dig? He did not answer the call. He deferred. Now, I noticed in James Harden's career, especially now, that it's clear to me that he doesn't like hard work. The reason why I say that is because right now, at this point in his career, he prefers more pick and rolls more so than isolation basketball. 